0: Welcome to today's Your Update for November 8th, 2020. I'm your host, Chris Logie. I'm Brandon Perkins.
1: And I'm Dandra Victoria.
0: And yeah, we are T minus uh, two days until the Xbox Series X and S launches, and four days mm-hmm. until the PS5 launches. Yep. Uh, so everybody's just frantically keeping an eye on their shipping notices, uh, yeah. all that kind of stuff.
2: And if you didn't pre order it, well, good luck. <laughs>
0: Yeah, we got some news on that uh here a bit later. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, before we get to the news of the week, which is kind of like a mix of everything. Uh we got news about the new console stuff, uh mm-hmm. games uh maybe coming out, maybe not. For some of these, who knows? Uh, yeah. And some other things, but uh beforehand we'll get to what we've been playing and I'll start here. Uh continuing to play some more Rocket League, uh trying to mm-hmm. get this uh, mission for the week to get uh, 1,100 points in a game, one game, uh, which is very challenging. I've almost gotten it twice now. You uh, can't really get it in the regular 3v3 mode because uh, it's just not too points rich there. Uh, you have to play something like uh, Drop Shot, uh, which is the mode where you kind of... It's uh, kind of a cool little mode where you're kind of trying to... Uh, get the ball uh, hits onto the other team's side of the field. And that uh, kind of highlights these hexagonal blocks. Uh, then you want to hit it again. And that's uh, removes them essentially. Uh, and then get the ball yeah. down there. Uh, so like the ground is the uh, the ground is kind of a lava, but for soccer purposes, uh, mm. which is a whole uh, weird mode, but it works out really well. I've been playing that most of the past couple days. Mm. Uh Doing well for the most part, just not getting that, uh, getting over the hump there for 1,100 points. I've gotten close a few times, but yeah, even once getting to uh, 1,097 points, uh, hmm. which was infuriating. I uh, almost got to a point where I was like over 1,000 points and like, oh, I just need to get a goal or something like that and just had the, and was in overtime, which is like, all right, that's prime time for me to get a goal. And somebody else hit it uh, into the hole. So I was furious uh, despite winning. Um, but yeah, that's still going along with Rocket League and having a lot of fun with that. Uh, also started up a game that is going to be coming out here pretty soon on the PS4 and PS5 and PC. Uh, Worms Rumble. They got their beta out this mm-hmm. weekend. And it's pretty fun. Uh, so it's not normal... Worms turn based multiplayer. Uh it is more of a side-scrolling shooter hmm. uh multiplayer kind of game. Um I'm trying to think of comparisons I can make. Um there's a couple of games like that. Um I think one on the, the PS3 that I can't remember the name, but it's kind of you're moving around in like 2D space. uh hmm Oh, yeah, Crash Commandos the game. Uh which was itself based off of a, an old PC game uh th- of the similar kind of uh concept there and uh that was a lot of fun. This one uh brings in the kind of swath of uh weapons and uh grenade types and all that kind of stuff that Worms has and kind of just spawns them around the map uh either uh pure spawns or they have like loot boxes Around that you can kind of open up and take the items you want out of it uh, for your arsenal. You have a main weapon, an alternate weapon. You just swap back and forth with Triangle. Uh, you can get a grenade. You can get like a special item, which oftentimes for me was a uh, a jetpack, so you can kind of float around a little bit more. Uh, you mm-hmm. can kind of jump onto walls and not necessarily like wall running, but kind of wall jumping uh, in a sense. There's a lot of uh air air ducts and tight spaces to kind of get around in if you're trying to get out of uh, fire. And uh, mm-hmm. as you take damage, if you can get out of combat for long enough, you start re, uh, uh, refilling your health automatically. Uh, so there's that kind of stuff. I think one of the special items you can get is like a health pack so you can kind of refill good chunks of your ammo or your health, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of the guns have uh, the need to reload. Uh, if you're not at uh-huh. the end of your uh, ammo, or that whatever the, uh-huh. the bit of ammo lets you use uh, up front, uh, but you can run around and pick up a bunch. Which was one of my best runs was uh, I had a rocket launcher, it just had like thirty uh-huh. uh, rockets. I was like, all right, I don't have to worry about anything else because uh, I can do some damage with that. Uh, and the matches I think are like thirty-two player matches uh, for the main uh-huh. death match. That was just, you know, solo deathmatch, uh, that kind of thing. They have uh, last standing squad and solo last standing, which I think are the more battle royale type modes. Uh, but mm-hmm. they recommend you get to level five on your character, your player account, uh, so like an overall account level that you just get for playing the game. Uh, there's also XP for each of the weapons that I think just unlocks more skins for them. And you get a few of those uh, up front, uh, which are strangely like Nintendo-themed. Just like a red and blue. It's like, oh, this is like a Mario gun. It's like a green and orange. It's like, oh, this is Yoshi. There's a pink and yellow, which is a uh, peach. I think it's just a normal uh, pink one as well. So uh, and Then you yeah. just start unlocking as you get more uh, XP for that weapon and level that up. Uh, mm-hmm. And you seem to get XP for both just having the weapon in your possession, uh, is doing damage and getting kills. So even just picking up weapons as your, like, alternates is worthwhile. Uh, if you want to get some stuff for that, but yeah, it's, uh, it worked out pretty well, uh, just not very good at it. Uh, I get to Mm -hmm. a lot of fights and get them down to, like, 20% health and as I die, you know, just exchanging, uh, fire both ways, that kind of thing, but... Uh, yeah, it takes a bit to get into games, but it might just be because this beta is not necessarily like a huge uh, population for a beta. So it's just running this weekend till sometime tonight or in the morning or something like that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's uh, free to check out for PS4 uh, if you hmm. want. So definitely recommend checking it out if you're into into worms and multiplayer stuff. Uh, I'm not sure when that's coming out or even what the, the price of that is. Um, but yeah, that could be uh, a fun little game to have here. I think it's out in December, something like that, uh, which could be pretty fun. It's like a nice little side game, uh, for the fall. Okay. It's 15 bucks on steam, which is a pretty good price for the, for what they're offering yep. here. Uh, yeah, you can get the, the beta as well on steam if you want, which I like. When I pulled the steam page, it's like similar to player battlegrounds, like not really, <laughs> I kinda get what they're going for, but it's not remotely yeah. close to that. Uh was also just counted against what I have on my account, so I uh, yeah, fifteen bucks that seems pretty good and I forgot what the date was. Uh the first of December, so a few weeks away here. That seems pretty good from what I've seen of the, the beta here. Uh also been playing some more time spinner, beat another boss, which wasn't all that hard other than uh it's th- uh, shooting out these uh, weird little worms that gave me poison if I didn't mm-hmm. kill them first, uh, mm. so I had to just use like uh, a few of my antidotes. But I had like nine of them, so I was pretty well stocked for this fight. Uh, did not take too long, and kind of just still working through that. Uh, mm. Yeah, they're definitely playing up more the affecting the uh, the timeline of everything that's going on. Uh, and that not everybody is into that uh, which makes me wonder what uh what sort of twist there's gonna be as far as who steps in to stop uh the mm-hmm. shenanigans of my time spinner uh causing chaos with the timeline uh, so okay. who knows but uh that's been pretty much it other than just waiting for Thursday so I can see if I get a good Amazon shipment in like around noon. Or if I get a bad one, like around eight o'clock at night. But yeah, that's been it. How about you, Brandon? Uh,
2: well, as for me, uh, I'm still playing Cold Steel Four. Uh, I finally got Rain back, and we finished the first rivalry. So, I guess the uh, I guess the actual game now actually starts for real. <laughs> um, because now all, all the actual like social functions and stuff that are in that game can be done. Um. So yeah, um and yeah, that game is man, that game that game is dense with story. It really is. Um but yeah, I still love playing it. Um uh other than that, I uh, also played uh I because it's free right now for the PS uh PS Plus subscribers, uh Middle-earth: Shadows of War, uh which is the sequel to Middle-earth: Shadows of Mordor. Uh um it's Did you basically like the first like one. An-
0: uh no I did not. Okay. Um I was going to say you had issues with like the, the microtransaction stuff in it.
2: Yeah. Um I'd be like, yeah. yeah, that, that well, I mean for the record. Yeah, well for the record this, this new version is I mean this is this version the microtransactions have sort of been uh, mo- most of them have been yanked out by now or are no longer relevant. Yeah. Since Yeah. But um Game's good. Uh I mean it's 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 basically like an Assassin's Creed game that's in Lord of the Rings world. So um Yeah. yeah it's like not- a twenty
0: thirteen Assassin's Creed game. Yeah. Not necessarily like uh, Odyssey or Origins.
2: No. <laughs> uh those games are a bit more dense. But yeah, um that's yeah, that's pretty much it. Um
1: So, yeah, Dan Reb, what about you? Yeah, um, I haven't really been playing all that much, to be honest, mainly because um, I have a pretty big week at work coming up, which just happened to be Mm. during launch week, which is a bit of a bother. But, um, Mm. yeah, all that stuff will end by Thursday, and um, I have two PS5s coming in, so I'm looking forward to uh, getting that day over with. I did see that Walmart is going to have tranched pre-orders for the Xbox One X, on uh was it tuesday or wednesday so i'm gonna go ahead and see if i can uh get involved with that in my downtime because i, re- I really want to play yakuza um uh in, in, in next gen and uh i don't think we got a code so yeah I'm, I'm getting ready to buy it um target's actually doing the buy two get one free sale right now that includes next gen games and pre-orders uh the thing is mm-hmm. I'm, I'm i'm a stickler for value so if i'm with buy to get one free, I want to make sure that they all cost the same. I don't want to buy a sixty, a fifty, and a fifty. I want to buy two sixties to get a sixty and two 50s to get a fifty. And that's what I'm messing around with. I'm I'm, I'm looking at Balan Wonderworld, World, Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Oh, uh, what else was there? Um, I was thinking about picking up the Switch version of um, Dragon Quest because that'll that'll never go down in price and uh, things like that. Um, as for the actual gaming stuff, oh yeah, um, I, I also saw Cyberpunk on there. I already have a pre order at Best Buy, but um i forgot whether that was before or after gcu and if it's after there's no point really keeping it there unless everyone wants to steal book um mm-hmm. aside from the you know trying to find deals um i've also been playing some animal crossing uh nothing out of the ordinary there there's a whole whole bunch of mushrooms now but i haven't been able to find too many um diy cards to um figure out what the mushrooms do but mm. yeah, that's different um and i've also uh Last Monday I got my DualSense in the, the PS5 controller. Um feels wow. really nice. It, it, it definitely feels like a premium controller. Um I have seen reports on it about it having the same problems with the PS4 controller as like you know the battery life not being all that good and things like that, but I've also read reviews about DualSense really defining the PS5 experience. So I look I look forward to uh, seeing that. But um I did use my um DualSense on um, my PC and my Switch because it actually works on those and you know it's, it's a pretty solid controller um and with that i've been playing um uh zero na or um um uh, legend of heroes um uh, trails to zero uh, one of the games that have, haven't hasn't come to the uh, americas yet um but i'm i'm playing with a fine translation and uh yeah like playing it on a ps5 controller um, by by remapping the controller to fit the ps4 play scheme um, definitely makes the game feel better than the way I put it before when I tried last year. And uh I've gone through the first dungeon, but you know, as Brandon will relate to, like, you know, have uh, finishing one dungeon in trails means nothing. So uh mm-hmm. yeah. That's about it.
0: Yeah. Alright, so yeah. As I mentioned, the new consoles here are coming out in a couple of days. Mm-hmm. Uh so people are kind of excited for that, but we still have some stuff here that you can do. Uh, In the short term, things like uh, Dragon Quest XI S is still coming out to uh, the previous gen consoles, Mm -hmm. uh, as well as Steam. Uh, The essentially the uh, version, the Switch version that is coming to the other game, uh, other consoles. Yeah, that has uh, a number of changes and additions and all that kind of stuff. Uh, And they put out a demo uh, Mm -hmm. on all three of the platforms: PS4, Xbox One, and Steam that you can check out, and it's a pretty meaty demo uh, with uh, some of the early chapters in the game, uh, saying mm-hmm. that it could be like 10 hours of gameplay. So if yeah. you're looking to check out what's new with that game, see how much it's uh, degraded over uh, the other versions you have on PS4 and <laughs> PC, yeah. uh, you can definitely check that out and see that in action, which... Is why I kind of checked, uh, downloaded it. I haven't started it yet. Did
1: uh, someone report that the uh, PS4 and Xbox versions were just ports of the Switch version?
0: They're all ports of the Switch version. That's
1: kind of lame. <laughs> that
0: was easier for them than uh, adding that stuff to the original games. Gotcha. So, yeah, that's kind of the weird thing uh, with that. But, yeah, you can kind of uh, check it out for uh, a good bit, see if it's your thing or see how uh much change it is from the original one if you're looking to potentially get that from the original. But mm-hmm. and uh speaking of old games, uh Tony Hawks Pro Skater one and two came out uh two months ago. Uh hmm. they just added a new updates uh this week that uh adds pre- uh Crash Bandicoot uh items to mm-hmm. the game. Uh so yep. you can kind of uh uh tie it in with Crash Bandicoot four. So there's uh yeah, in-game swag, including some shirts, hats, and a skateboard deck mm-hmm. uh, to that. So that's uh, pretty neat. Uh, along with that, they added the ability for you to replay tours, the, the solo tour mm-hmm. mode, uh, with different skaters. So mm-hmm. I believe if you beat it with one of the skaters, if you tried to switch over to another one, you would have to you lose all the missions, I think, for each of the stages. Mm-hmm. So all you could do is just go get the collectibles, I think. Uh, mm-hmm. Everything else is already done, so they've added the ability to actually like reset progress for the other skaters. So you can feel like a uh, a better sense of replayability for that stuff, uh, as well as just more uh, objectives for the multiplayer, create a park and combo practice modes, uh, and stuff like that. And I did guess this, there's a new. Did
1: this update only include? What's that? Did this update only include crash items? Is crash not in the game yet?
0: Uh, I don't think so.
1: Okay. Uh,
0: yeah, that'd be nice if they added some more weird characters to it. Mm. Yeah,
1: I mean, like uh, part part of what made Tony Hawk's Pro Skater Two for me as a as a younger gamer was enjoying Spider Man on it, and it was cool because, like, you know, Never Soft was a part of Activision back then. Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah, it doesn't seem like they're doing anything like that just yet. Um, but there's also a Birdman pack uh, DLC pack in there that is for charity. Includes uh, ten decks for the, your created sk- uh, skaters uh, for four ninety nine. One hundred percent of the net proceeds go to uh, the Skate Park Project, uh, which uh, see, supports the construction of public skate parks for youth in underserved communities. So mm-hmm. There's a little bit of thing you can do there to help support a charity for skateboarding stuff. Uh, yeah, we got uh, a bunch of dates and delays here for this uh, week, as we do most weeks. Uh, the first mm-hmm. one kind of came out as a surprise because, one, in the midst of everything else that was going on in the world, uh, Bioware remembered that it's uh, N7 day, Yeah, which is November 7th, yesterday. And they announced uh, a handful of things. A lot of it was just uh, stuff you could buy in the store, like art books and Uh, Mm -hmm. The gear you could buy, but they also announced uh, a thing that everybody knew about well before this uh, announcement, uh, Mass Effect Legendary Edition, uh, which is coming to, I believe, Xbox One, PS4, PC, as well as uh, upgrades for the Xbox Series X and PlayStation 5 uh, on spring 2021. So you get Mass Effect 1, 2, and 3. Plus all the, the DLC weapons, armors and packs and such that uh came as bonuses with those games. Mm-hmm. Uh all remastered and optimized for four K Ultra HD. Especially what they're working on now is just upgrading everything for four K and all that. Uh especially a tough task for that first game. Mm. That was kind of the, the least technically uh impressive of the, the three. Mm. And also mentioned at the end here that they're working on a new game. Yep. Uh, with a small veteran team uh, within Bioware that's working on that. Uh, yeah, so they're in the early stage of the project. Can't say any more just yet, but looking forward to sharing their vision for where we'll be going next. Yeah. Hopefully that's sometime next year we hear about that. Yep. But well, uh, in something- the main... Yeah, keep going. What I was going to say is Hopefully something uh, better thought out than Andromeda. I kind of dropped this whole idea for like, oh, here's the next stage of like the human expansion into space, uh, as well as the other species. And then just like, Mm -hmm. ah, whatever. We're moving on. Screw that. Like a little reset kind of thing. Uh, But yeah. Uh, You guys excited for this? See this new version of these games? Well, I certainly am. Yeah. Um,
2: you know, it's it's been quite a few years now uh since I've played the uh games cuz I played all three of them on Xbox 360. Um yeah, when uh as they came out and uh you know, I I was a very um I, I was pretty, pretty into it. And I was pretty, like, into making sure that my character, prog- my shepherd, progressed through the game. Um, I stayed completely loyal to Liara throughout the entire of it. So, you know, yeah. it's, it is a game. It is, you know, that. It- Go ahead. What are we saying, Dan Reb? I
1: don't know I wasn't saying anything yet.
2: Oh, okay. Um,. But yeah, I mean the very first Mass Effect was literally the first game I played on my, my new Xbox 360 in Christmas that year. So, you know, it's kind of a big, big deal for me. <laughs> um, I do lightly like I like that they're going back and apparently uh that uh, they're they've said, you know, we're not like completely remaking the thing or anything, uh but we are going back and updating the graphics and tweaking some of the older uh mechanics and stuff so it looks you know more I mean it's it's not necessarily gonna be like a completely fresh you know it's we're not like talking like uh necessarily talking like, like uh you know spyro reignited kinds of uh recreation but they are going back and updating a lot of the textures so that they look crisper. Um and yeah um yeah i am i am excited especially this way you'll literally be able to play like all three games in one go, you know with yeah. all the DLC stuff attached to it
0: so yeah I definitely not having to worry about uh they have to do with like the current versions on p c or is like i think they're at the bottom with like bioware points mm-hmm. that's just such a convoluted process that never that's an that's an e a thing <laughs> yeah it's um, so guy you can't just spend money on it you got to buy these points that are only usable for, you know, a couple of things. Yeah. See some of, some of that DLC I never got around to playing. I never
2: got around to playing the uh the very last uh DLC they put out for Mass Effect 3. The uh the Citadel one. I never got to play that one so. Yeah. Um I I guess that the I am wondering, like, because anybody who's played, like, all three of the original Mass Effect games, um, although they all have very similar, like, combat and stuff, the interfaces are all way different. Because, um, like, that very first Mass Effect, its interface was very... I don't want to necessarily co- say convoluted, but, but it was it, it was very obvious that this was a... Uh, Bioware that was still getting off of the whole uh, Knights of the Old Republic era with all the menus and and stuff. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it was very early-gen, like, not really PC-focused because the PC version of that game was all sorts of weird, too. Uh, Mm -hmm. It never had controller support, proper controller support. Uh, Mm -hmm. It's like people trying to play those games, those early games now. Like, oh, i got to get this mod, fan mod, to fix that up. Maybe get mods to upgrade the the textures and all that kind of stuff. Uh, make it look more of a proper modern PC game uh, compared to mm. what that was originally. And, you know, that first game was still trying to be a shooter, but not feeling like a good shooter. Uh, and then eh. you managed your yeah. inventory, and that was a nightmare because it was just a long list mm-hmm. of similarly named items.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's kind of what did the series in for me. Like I I liken this series to Assassin's Creed. Like uh Mass Effect and Assassin's Creed are both franchises that I have a lot of respect for, but I've just never got into. Um and making that connection, like it's this is it's due to the fact that the first game in the series just didn't do enough to pull me in. Um in regards to Mass Effect, I just wasn't a fan of the way the uh uh the way the action felt. Um, I did like the world and things, which is like really impressive to me because I'm not a fan of um, space stuff to begin with, aside from star Wars and things like that. Um, yeah, uh, I I know that two drastically changes like all of the interfaces and and the way the game is played. But for me, it's just hard to get there without really getting past that first chapter. And then with, with Assassin's Creed, I know they pretty much rebooted the series with uh, Origins, but I just haven't gotten a chance to try it out. So yeah, um, I don't know if this announcement really moves the needle for me, especially since like it doesn't seem like they're gonna do much to change everything, especially considering the fact that the first and the second are way different from each other. But yeah, like Bioware is just. A developer that um i haven't really enjoyed a game since gotor and you know i i, I enjoyed them um, anthem too but they didn't support it so
2: well
0: they're working on that um <laughs> yeah yeah they announced like small details like things they were changing about it uh but not like grand picture of what that's going to be just yet mm-hmm. uh yeah i'm excited for this and uh so I still have to beat three on the three sixty. Now they don't have a s uh, Xbox One X anymore. I'm gonna mm. have to get back onto the three sixty to play uh, that to finish that, so that's gonna be Oh man. We had to be like, okay, wait, mm. what do I have downloaded here and make sure I have my save and all that?
2: So did uh, they announce any date for this or is this?
0: It's just it uh DVD spring. Right now?
2: Spring? Just spring.
0: Spring. Spring. Yeah. Okay. So sometime like middle early next year,
2: second quarter,
0: probably something like that. But yeah, we'll see. Let's we'll see how that goes because anything can change until until they're done with that. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, but yeah, speaking of games getting uh, pushed, uh, the medium, which was coming out to Xbox Series X and PC, is like a uh, a Microsoft exclusive. Uh, has been pushed. Uh, it was originally set for December 10th. That is coming January 28th. And their sort of announcement message for this is very much, you know, uh, after much careful thought and consideration, today we've made the difficult decision to delay the launch of The Medium to January 28th, 2021. It was an easy choice to make, but one made due to COVID-19 in Poland, as well as the current schedule of other games on the market. Liberty team remains committed to delivering, because yeah, they're coming out the same day as uh, Cyberpunk. Oh, they're probably like, yeah, we need to get out of the way of that, or else we're screwed. Uh, so that kind of makes sense, thinking about that now. Uh, but yeah, uh, if you have an Xbox Series X kind of waiting for exclusives that kind of show off the system, uh, you'll have to wait a bit more for this one uh, for early next year. So yeah, that's going to be uh, a little bit of a blow, but I don't think that game is necessarily like a huge one. Uh, For that system, it's just more of uh, one of the early ones that was going to really take advantage of uh, things being just made for the new system. Uh, But yeah, Uh, speaking of things happening in December, uh, Sackboy, a big adventure uh, was going to be coming out uh, this week uh, with online multiplayer, local multiplayer and all that. Uh, They decided that uh, they're going to be pushing their online multiplayer functionality to December. Uh, by the end of the year, so... Uh, a few weeks at at the least. Uh, along with that, I guess their cross-gen uh, save transfer stuff is also part of that. Big updates. Uh, that I guess isn't going to be hit launch. Yeah. So, uh, a little bit of a disappointment for that.
2: Yeah, I guess so.
0: Yeah. Um, but still, you can play local multiplayer. So you got people you know, in your own house you can play with. Uh, You can definitely do that. Uh, Or maybe just wait, you know, by December when that update's coming out. Uh, That might be one to hold off and maybe see if there's a a discount or something like that uh, for the holidays coming up. Uh, But yeah, that's kind of the, let's see. Oh, yeah. Uh, Control. Been uh, waiting to see, like, what uh, the the next-gen version's going to look like uh for that because it doesn't run particularly well on the current consoles. And nope. <laughs> then uh five oh five did a pretty bad job of announcing the whole thing. Uh because they made it seem like that if you just had the, the base game, you were not going to be able to you know do any sort of upgrade to the next gen versions, whether it's free or even paid. Uh, yeah. Instead saying, we're going to put out this Ultimate Edition that includes all the same stuff that uh, the Digital Deluxe has with all the DLC and all that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're just going to put that out, and that's the thing that is free to upgrade uh, for uh, 60 bucks. I think. Uh, no, it's 40 okay. Not too bad, but uh, that upgrade is not going to be ready for what people are expecting, like the launch of the PS5 and Xbox Series X. Uh, it's going to be pushed yeah. to early 2021. Ugh. So just a little bit longer for people that want uh, versions of those games using you know ray tracing and all that kind of good stuff. Yeah. Uh, which is a shame, but I would assume if you play it on a PS5 or Xbox Series X, well, yeah, the BC version, uh, you can uh, at least experience a more stable game. I would assume mm-hmm. so. I assume they have unlocked frame rate version of that. I should at least take advantage of that. Cause that's there've been reviews coming out for both systems or all three systems, I guess, technically hmm. uh, this week. And mostly it seems like everything BC, if it does not have uh locked frame rates or that it was already hitting, uh, this would provide you more of a stable experience, either at 30 or 60, whatever the, the cap was uh for that. So should make all of your older games uh a good bit better if they weren't already sterling. Uh and load times should be much improved for many of them.
2: Uh, yeah. I think
0: even Bloodborne uh even though it's not gonna get an update as far as uh as far as I know, uh it's going to uh run a bit better as well as load a lot faster. Mm. Uh, some stuff like that. So yeah, that uh, Control seems like one of those games that should definitely take advantage of that kind of baseline uh, improvement. But yeah, for the, the pure making the game look a lot better uh, stuff, it's not going to happen for a bit. So yeah, that's kind of our uh, dates and delays section here. Uh, so sort of one of the uh, more surprising things that kind of came out here in the past uh day or so. Uh that is uh Take Two is apparently interested in buying Codemasters. Oh. Uh seems like they're kind of in talks at the moment. Uh yeah, Codemasters today informed investors that has been in discussions Take Two for a sale of the company, received a non-binding offer to acquire the company for four hundred and eighty five pence per share. Uh which I wonder how much that is in uh American money. Mm. Let's see. No idea. Google's not doing it automatically. Mm -mm. It just says 639.5 USD. That's cents. I assume $6. I don't know. Wait, one. I don't know. I don't know what Pence is. I know Mm -hmm. who Pence is, but yeah, this, uh, Seems like a, a substantial uh amount more. Mm. Or no, maybe not. It was at four thirty-five pence per share uh the day before. So a little bit of a cap uh addition to that, but yeah, the codemasters market cap is at six hundred and sixty two million pounds. Uh eight hundred and seventy three million dollars. Take two's offer would value it at nine hundred and seventy three uh million dollars. Mm. Right. Deal with conditional on tick two: completing due diligence and recommendation of the CoMaster's board of directors. Which at the moment tends to recommend unanimously that all CoMaster shareholders accept the deal. Our discussions are ongoing. Tick two has not yet made a final offer. Deals such as the cash, cash stock ratio the deal may still be amended. They have until December fourth to make the their final offer. Yeah, and I guess Take-Two made its own announcement afterwards, after this initial announcement from Codemasters. Uh, Take-Two believes the combination of Take-Two and Codemasters would bring together two world-class interactive entertainment portfolios, highly complementary fit between Take-Two's 2K publishing label, Codemasters in a racing genre, which, yeah. there's a, a hole in Take-Two's sort of portfolio, it's racing, and Codemasters hmm. would be a big fit for them. Oh, Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't necessarily like the the idea of Codemasters fitting in more microtransaction stuff. If that's the way Take Two would want to do things. Mm-hmm.
1: Gotcha. So that's why they were interested. I was like, why would they care when all they do is dirt and grid? But you're right. Two K has no racers in their portfolio, so
0: yeah. And those are more evergreen stuff, I think, than some of the things they usually do. Like their Two K, you know, Two K games are avail you know, evergreen for you know nine to twelve months at a time and they stop being yeah, so valuable. Yeah.
1: That's changing with the way NBA 2 k is designed.
0: Yeah. yeah. But, uh, yeah, the Codemaster stuff, they do a good job of supporting that stuff. Even if the games aren't necessarily stellar, yeah, but they yeah. also get the, uh, the F1 license, uh, with them. Cause that's what Codemaster has been doing. The, the F1 games of late. Hmm. So that'd be interesting. Uh, Yeah, interesting. Like, there's a studio that's pretty solid. Nothing too Hmm. amazing, but... Yeah. Not sure how independent they would be of Take-Two as far as making their own decisions. Yeah. Hey, maybe they could send some people over to Rockstar and make better controlling driving physics. (laughs) Maybe. Yeah, Maybe. maybe. Yeah, that'll be weird to see how this progresses. Hmm. Uh, but speaking of companies selling off uh, Sega is selling off its arcade business hmm. that's not their arcade game development business but their physical arcade uh, business yeah. yeah the
2: uh you know like uh, Sega used to uh you know like a bunch of like the arcade spaces you, you used to see uh especially like in Japan were largely owned by Sega yeah um uh, it's like yeah. Sega and
0: Konami and some other companies mm-hmm. have their own places. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Sega is selling their arcade business to Genda, a Tokyo-based company involved in arcade game rentals and online crane games. Which seems like the sort of company won't acquire physical uh, establishments. So yeah, the Sega Sammy Holdings is selling Genda an eighty-five point one percent stake in Sega Entertainment Company. Which is a company subsidiary that operates the arcades. The front is closing them out in late December. Again, it will take control of over 200 Sega arcades across Japan. And yeah, I guess after the sale, the arcades will keep their names and branding in order to keep con- uh, existing customers. Sega will still develop arcade games, but shifting a portion of its developers to home console games. Which, yeah, makes sense with, with COVID 19 going on for yeah, a while longer, anything- like physical spaces, especially in Japan, where you get a lot more people crowded up in there, you know, smoking and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, at uh, um, the greatest places right now for people to want to go to. Nope. Not really.
2: Um, so yeah, it's, it's understandable. They'd want to get, get rid of this part of their business, at least for time being, I guess. Um,
0: yeah, yeah. Uh, Sad to see Sega ending this stuff, but I assume they'll live on in your Yakuza games. Oh, yeah. As is tradition. Mm hmm. Uh, let's see. Oh, yeah. Another Japanese company got hit, uh, this time by a cyber attack with Capcom, uh, being hit by some sort of group that is claimed to have stolen one terabyte of employee and customer data. Uh,. Yeah, as uh, the group claiming responsibility for the attack, see they've downloaded around one terabyte of data containing everything from employees' visa records to customer bank details to, quote, proprietary business information. It seems like a lot of just corporate information. Yeah. Uh, Capcom says in their own statement, "Uh, beginning in the early morning hours of November 2nd, 2020, some of the Capcom group networks experienced issues that affected certain Affected access to certain systems, including email and file servers. Companies confirmed that this was due to unauthorized access carried out by a third party. That has halted some operations of its internal networks. As of November 2nd, Kavom expressed its deepest regret for inconvenience which may cause various stakeholders. Further, it stated that at present there is no indication any customer information is breached. Uh, since it has not affected connections by Plank, for playing the company's games online or access to various web- various websites, mm-hmm. and they're working with police mm. uh, on investigation, uh, taking measures to restore the systems. So, kind of a whole weird thing because Ubisoft just got hit by a ransomware attack, and had the source material, source data for Watchdog Legions leaked, which is mm-hmm. ironic. Uh, for a game about hacking to be hacked in that way. Uh, seems like Capcom got hit by something uh, a bit similar, getting some sort of data, but you know, probably not the sort of juicy historic data that you might uh, want to see hmm. out in the public. There's going to be a lot of boring stuff and personal identification stuff for employees and such. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's right. kind of a weird thing happening for Capcom, Mm -hmm. Uh, but let's move over to EA who has revealed what improvements their current gen games are going to be getting on next gen uh, for Mm -hmm. their whole suite of uh, these six games here Uh, Apex Legends on next gen consoles gets a performance boost on both bringing resolution up to 1440p as the consoles launch more extensive Mm -hmm. list of next gen enhancements will arrive in 2021 so I'm guessing their next gen update will be next year Mm-hmm. Uh, FIFA and Madden we talked about before they're coming out we'll uh, play them in BC mode on both consoles until the 4th of December that's when their uh, next gen updates are going to happen for both uh, yeah. There's Need for Speed Hot Pursuit Remastered uh, which will run as though it is compatible on the current gen I was on the compatible current gen console so PS5 will run like PS4 Pro. Series X will run like on uh, Xbox One, and Series S will run like it's on Xbox One S. Uh, Hmm. Let's see. NHL 21. We'll get the similar treatment. Just normal BC boosts for the the consoles. Uh, We'll have better load times and frame rates. Uh, Sims 4. Base game all expansions carry forward, including the 10th expansion, which launches next week. Play seems 4 on PS5 or Xbox Series X. You see improved load times, smoother frame rate. Uh, Squadrons, Star Wars Squadrons. Uh, see, Star Wars Squadrons runs with improved lighting on PS5. The same resolution and frame rate as PS4 Pro. Xbox Series X. Seems like it's going to get an update. It has yeah, better visual quality or better performance. Uh, Let's see, up to 4K 60 on Series X. 1440p 60 on Series S. Yeah, you can potentially get up to 140 or 120 FPS on both consoles with uh the frame rate mode. If you have a television that supports variable refresh rates. Yeah. <laughs> uh it's a UFC four. Seems like the same thing. PS5 runs like PS4 Pro uh and all that uh but with better load times and frame rates. Mm. So kinda not really doing too much for these games. For most of them. Uh, Apex is going to get a big update. FIFA and Madden are getting updates. And that's about it. For the most part. So yeah. Kind of uh, going. Everything's going for them. Uh, Warframe is getting a big update. Uh, for launch day. Uh, at least mm. on PS5. Uh, I think it might also be coming to Xbox. And PC as well. Hmm. Uh, they put out a f- uh, trailer for this, showing it off, uh, which mm-hmm. looks really nice. Because uh, this is a game that uh, came out at the launch of the PS4. Mm-hmm. Uh, a bit rough back then because they didn't quite know what that game was going to be. And yeah, I mean, when it first launched,
2: it was still it was still kind of in its uh, beginning stages. Uh, yeah. um, Warframe, as it exists now, is very different from Warframe when it first started it was very much a sort of extended project that they slowly worked on and changed over time.
0: Um, Yeah. You kind of mostly just pick stages to go into and you got matched with other people and you just kind of went around shooting everybody and then got to the end. Yeah. It's still kind of that, but you have a lot more suits that kind of changes the abilities of your, your different uh, characters Mm -hmm. Uh, as well as having like the big open world areas now. And there's space Mm. combats. There's, uh lots of like crafting stuff of your uh of upgrades and new weapons and all that kind of stuff that you can do besides just what loot drops uh raids multiplayer all that kind of stuff that is in there now and so yeah, one of the things they also harped on or uh made sure to talk about in the trailer was uh the improved load times, especially going into the uh, the open world areas mm. uh but also just kind of showing off. Uh, a lot of the improvements to lighting and uh, resolution and all that kind of stuff that's yeah. Watching the the trailer in 4k just looks really nice. Uh, Especially when they go into the part of the loading where it's like, all right, now you're going to go into the open world area and watching the trailers Mm. just uh, uh, go into the time for that. I'm just watching it right now and it's, yeah, I can do like 10 seconds here, and boom, 10 seconds for PS5, like 41 seconds for PS4. Mm. Uh, so it's a big improvement for that stuff, make it a lot easier to kind of go back and forth uh, for that stuff. So that game is going to uh, get its kind of a second launch, essentially, with the PS5 mm. and Xbox Series X. But yeah they're gonna be doing support for the dual sense controller uh what else yeah the four k 60. be able to do uh faster load times they'll be able to do cross play between the same uh platform so playstation four and p s five will be able to play together xbox mm-hmm. one xbox series x and s will be able to play together p c is in their own thing yeah saves can carry over so you can just keep playing with your characters. Uh, Let's see. They have support for the activities, close yard earning a trophy, challenge activities to get you right into the action, for loading into maps, multiplayer, and all that kind of stuff.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Uh, All that kind of stuff. I saw uh, Giant Bomb do their video on uh, Spider-Man, Miles Morales, Mm -hmm. and you can just pull up activities for the different like side challenges too. Just loads right in within a couple seconds. It's yeah. Like, oh, that'd be even better than just like when you're doing just you know the side stuff and not the the story stuff. It's like, oh, I'll just do this instead of swinging across the city mm. for that kind of stuff. Uh, yeah, they're gonna have support for the dual sense and adaptive triggers and all that kind of stuff. And then they put out another uh, post that's about like what's next for Warframe because uh, they put yeah. out another their third big uh, open world area. Called uh Demos, I think it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Demos Arcana is the extension of the most recent update, Heart of Demos, uh, which is their expansion they put out earlier this year, and included their third fully realized open world. And it's content yeah. for their mid-to-end level players. Uh customizable helmet system, which I have no idea what that is, but it says to add different warframe abilities. Hmm. Uh, Yeah, an alien-infested moon for you to explore. And as well, they got uh, more stuff for the the space combat uh, as well. Mm. Yes. Some production art of some of the ideas for some of this stuff. And I think if you get the... If you play it on PS5 or PS4, they're going to put out a booster pack Mm. uh, for PlayStation Plus members, I think it is, that will... Give you some new items, as well as the uh Ciadana, uh, that is PlayStation themed. Uh the design is based on the dual sense controller, which is like the little cape that your character can wear mm-hmm. on the back. So you get something nice like that, a seven-day experience booster, seven day in- game currency booster, a hundred thousand credits, a hundred premium credits, so you'll be able to buy some uh nice stuff in that game. Uh whether it's your first time or you're coming back to, after a break. So hmm seems like that'll be a nice game to play here on a Thursday uh, for people. And so yeah, we got a string here of uh Sony uh, news here. Oh uh, boy. Here we go. The big one is that for launch day, uh, mm-hmm. Sony announced that you will not be able to find consoles in stores. Okay. You have to do your ordering online so you can do it for pickup as well. If you need to, okay. Uh, though I think the the launch day pickup is already uh, spoken for, so mm-hmm. I think a lot of places are doing just eh, pick up time. We'll uh, have things ready for you then. All right, uh, so you can kind of roll up and get out there, so they can avoid people getting in lines trying to get to mm-hmm. whatever whatever you know stuff that isn't called for waiting there. So yeah, they're kind of trying to be a bit more safe about this stuff, which makes sense. Mm-hmm
1: just wonder how some stores will go ahead and enforce it. I mean, like, obviously you're going to have some people sitting down and camping out anyway, even though, like, employees tell them not to. So I hope yeah. they have, like, option shit there. I don't know.
0: Yeah. Especially because it's... Depending on what part of the, the country you're in, it might be pretty cold around then. Mm. Uh, But yeah. <laughs> Seems like it should be at least a, a bit of a safer strategy for this, especially if you're not going to have physical consoles at these places mm. uh, on day one. The question is when people will be able to regularly just buy a console or the choice of these ones, mm. uh, whether it'll take, you know, maybe a couple months or uh, whatever, but yeah, that's kind of just at least a sign of like, Hey, don't line up for these things. Uh, just sit at your computer Waiting for people to point out like, hey, this thing's live. Yeah. orders Uh yeah. Uh as uh reviews have been coming out this week, people are able to dig into uh the dashboard for the PS5 and figure out what new stuff it has in there, what stuff it does not all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh one of the things that the PS5 does have is a nice little system for showing you your playtime stats. Uh, so you can kind of go into your profile. I believe it says here. Uh, you go to your list of your games that you've been playing. This works for PS5 and PS4 games, uh, and I'll show you uh, at least rounded up to the nearest hour how much time you spent in uh, any game you've been playing since uh, PS4's day one, I guess. Uh, any PS4 and PS5 game, hmm. uh, which is pretty nice. I finally, yeah, get that I kind like of information. That's and it's a lot better than the switches set up where it's like rounded to the nearest five hours, mm-hmm. uh, and it's only for like the most recent games games you played. Mm. Uh, you can in your library sort by hours played, but that doesn't tell you anything. Other than mm. you could just look like, oh, this one's like about thirty hours, so everything above this is over thirty hours. You know that kind of stuff. Just mm. inferring, but you don't get any specifics like what the 3DS had. Mm. So this is going to be the only current or next-gen console that offers that for all of the games you've played. Because mm. uh, I think Xbox is still, like some games don't track that stuff or show it to you, at least. Mm. Uh, so that's kind of the the thing going on there. Right. The
1: game the, the isn't too bad, though. I mean, it's, it's not a big deal if uh, a game is like, not five hours long so it'll say oh i played this for a little while yeah um, you're right in the sense where yeah we can go ahead and sort by um longest amount played like longest i have is obviously animal crossing it says oh jenny spent over 560 hours in this game so yeah like when when you spend a lot i think yeah you want to know mm-hmm. but when you spend less than five hours i don't think anybody cares
0: and on switch you also had to wait like a week or even yeah. tell you
1: I'll say, like, first played three days ago, and you have to wait a week before it actually says something.
0: Yeah, there's a there's a really anal way of doing that to tracking that stuff. You have to turn on the parental controls, and use the the phone parental control app that would give you like <laughs> oh. daily, like you you played 23 minutes of this game. And you'd have to add them all up individually, <laughs> uh, which is if you really want to. Uh, knee-deep into that stuff, you can definitely do it. But then you have no way of messing with anything that needs you to turn off the parental controls. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's just like, just just shows this data. You, Nintendo did it pretty well on the 3DS. Uh, Xbox did it pretty well for a bit there. Uh, early on with like the stat tracking stuff they would have on their games on Xbox One. Uh, but then they just stopped enforcing it, so... And it's kind of up to whatever the devs want to do. Mm. Now, this solution on PS5 seems to be a pretty good uh, compromise. It's not as extensive as uh, 3DS was, but it's at least there. And uh, speaking of stuff uh, other consoles have done that uh, PS5 is going to be doing, they have this new section of the settings called Game Presets, Hmm. where you can kind of set uh, some basic... Uh, settings that you want to work uh, between whatever games support it. Things like, hey, uh, screw off with that inverted camera control stuff. Uh, you know, you can have that uh, set up so that's uh, any game that uses it or that looks at that stuff will automatically have that stuff set for you. Mm. Uh, things like, hey, I want subtitles always on. Uh, what else do they have here? I think it's uh, difficulty. Stuff which is a bit weird because not every game has, you know, the the same basic difficulty options, uh, that kind of stuff. But yeah, you can uh, wait. They have it all listed here. Yeah, you can do vertical and horizontal camera movement for first and third person games. Yeah. for cameras yeah. options. Uh, you can have performance mode or resolution. Tell it what you want to prioritize on that stuff, which is pretty neat. As well as subtitles and audio, so if you want you know English mm-hmm. to be the, the default audio option selecting games or you know French, Spanish, Japanese, whatever, seems like that stuff will be able to work pretty seamlessly for the games that at least uh, work with that. Like they mm. mentioned that bug snacks for whatever reason uh wasn't adhering to that. So to fix the inverse and in, for the camera controls. Mm. Uh for whatever reason, but so it's cool that uh, something's doing that since that was uh, a big thing on the 360, mm-hmm. and uh, they kind of abandoned that with Xbox One, mm. and so he said, "Hey, let's let's do that again," mm. uh, which is nice, especially for stuff like subtitles where sometimes games just start before you can even have the opportunity to turn it on. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're gonna have to deal with like opening cutscenes uh, before you can even. Do anything, since not every game even lets you mess with settings during cutscenes, mm-hmm. stuff like that. So yeah, uh, this is pretty neat. Uh, and I believe also with the accessibility stuff they have in there, you can turn off the uh, the haptic feedback and the the adaptive trigger stuff too. So mm-hmm. if you kind of uh, you know if you have uh, issues with your motor control in your hands, all that kind of stuff, you can turn that off if you need to. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think you can even mute the game and. Some of the games uh, seem to be able to, you know, change how they work based on how uh, you have that stuff done. Like I saw a few, there's some parts of like Astro's Playroom where mm-hmm. it uses the mic for you to blow uh, on stuff. And so mm-hmm. if you have it muted, it just automatically does it. Huh. whatever that action is, so it's like, okay, that's not a thing, so let's uh, do it for you, because otherwise... This is a very weird uh, mechanic to have you try to fake. Uh, Let's talk about something the PS5 doesn't have, which is allowing you to store your PS5 games on external uh, storage. Uh, For whatever reason, that doesn't seem to be a thing from what people have been saying. Uh, So if you are running low on space, uh, the general thing people... Had assumed uh, was that you'd be able to, you know, store them on your external drive as like cold storage. Uh, and then, when you have room again, you can bring it back over. It seems like for the the time being, year around launch, uh, it'll just be PS4 games on your external, and you put your PS5 games on your internal. Right. Uh, you can't put PS4 games on the internal drive, and you'll get added benefits uh, for the SSD on there. Uh, for from I scene seen, you can install both the PS5 and PS4 versions of a game at the same time. You can just click on the the game's page. You can like click on an option to switch over to the other version. So if you want to be a very much a big weirdo and just have both and try and see what the differences are on the same system, yeah. instead of just being a little bit more normal, just have a PS4 with you and just switch back and forth. That's... It's also, that uh, it goes with uh, the way some of these games are just different experiences on each platform. Like NBA 2K is, uh, has different modes on the PS5 version than PS4. Yeah. So I definitely see the the use case for some of that stuff. Mm. Uh, but yeah, unfortunately, you can't use your external drives. Uh, there is also the thing where you can't install in. SSD on the internal drive, the uh, the Mm-mm. extra one, but yeah, that wasn't too much of a surprise because Mark Surney was very much saying that in that uh, road to PS5 video that they were going to work on, maybe getting it out by launch, but it'd probably be a bit afterwards, and suggesting people like not rush to buying SSDs until they you know put out their list of like here's the best drives for the system. Mm.
1: So let, let me ask this: my, my PS4. Has an external drive attached to it.
0: Um, you can so just plug that right in.
1: I can plug that yep. right in my PS5 and not worry about installs.
0: Nope. Uh, okay. Yeah, you can. There's a YouTube channel called PlayStation Support, and they have videos, a few videos related to PS5. Uh, mm-hmm. One of them is about, you know, getting your PS4 uh, data onto the PS5. Mm-hmm. So you can do like a wireless Wi-Fi transfer. You can mm-hmm. hook up a. Uh, Ethernet cable between them and do that or you can just you know, use uh, an external drive to transfer your games over and all your save yeah, data uh-huh. if you want. You can do saves over the cloud or just back them up in a thumbstick or external drive.
1: So we, 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 we can't use the external drive to download PS5 or
0: PS5 saves? Mm. Yeah. Okay. PS5 stuff stays on the internal for the time <laughs>
1: being. Which is dumb.
0: I assume <laughs> at some point they'll have that stuff fixed up yeah yeah
1: Yeah. Yeah. i mean like these games aren't gonna get any smaller granted like some games are smaller on ps5 than ps4 but at the same time as we get uh, as we get better with the game technology they're gonna get bigger so
0: yeah though launch is probably gonna be the time you're most likely not to be filling it up yeah yeah obviously Uh, because you're probably not gonna spend you know hundreds of dollars to buy all the games Mm. most likely if you're rich whatever you can do whatever you want yeah, <laughs> but uh, for most normal people, they probably get like a game or two, uh, mm-hmm. and probably have plenty of room for just that. Mm. But yeah, that's going to be the issue with these new consoles: is there's not a ton of internal storage space, and expanding that is going to be uh, fairly expensive mm-hmm. uh, to keep the benefits of the SSD stuff uh, for each. Yeah, it's like 800 gigs for Xbox Series X. 600 some for PS5 and I think it's like 350 for the Series S uh which yeah that's it's going to be a challenge uh juggling all that stuff for the the games that's best take advantage of the uh the new hardware Mhm What's that about a game that's not going to take advantage of the PS5 hardware? Uh PT.
2: Yeah, because it was very briefly
0: available. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or at least
2: it worked. It,
0: yeah, people uh, that have had the PS five uh, had a launch to, you know, review it and check it out. Uh some of them were able to get PT on there and mm-hmm. were playing it, said you know, it works fine. All that. Uh apparently Konami found out about this and mm-hmm. put a stop to that. Said, Hey, we're not we're not here in the business for letting people play a game they like that we made.
1: Fuck off. Yeah, so mm. no
0: longer is PT playable on PS five. Yeah. So Ooh, those PS4s the PT, uh still pretty valuable. Um yeah, unfortunate. It's like and this is like the one of the games that people are still most excited about that Konami's put out this yeah. past gen. Yeah. Like constantly trying to damper people's fun, like take it away from them, just Really shows you like what they're all about at this point, mm-hmm. which is uh, the No Fun Club.
2: Or it's and- basically turned into a money laundering
0: scheme. Yeah, it's just buy our old games, uh, our collections, and shut up. Mm-hmm. Stop, stop asking us about Silent Hill because mm-hmm. that rumor still persists. There's mm-hmm. a new Silent Hill game. <clears throat> somehow they're partnering with uh, Sony for it maybe I don't know mm-hmm. but uh, the only link of that was PT and it's no longer going to be playable there but mm-hmm. uh, I believe I saw the new observer for the new consoles has a PT mm. sequence in it where you yeah. go into this room and you go into like a version of that hallway uh mm-hmm. just the L shaped hallway and just keeps yep. going. Keeps going, going over and over again. Yeah. Until whatever happens at the end, I don't think they revealed that, but uh yep. other devs and people are remaking that stuff in like Doom. Mm. Uh I think the new Doom, twenty sixteen Doom. Uh people are remaking that uh level there, so it'll still live on in uh every other game creation tool out there. Mm-hmm. Even if Konami doesn't want it to. Yeah. But hey, let's talk about something that probably shouldn't exist. Uh, mm-hmm. Watchdog's Legion has uh in game podcasts in it, which is neat. Uh it's the way yeah. you you can do story stuff. You know, Spider Man did that really well. Mm-hmm. Uh but unfortunately people figured out that uh one of the uh one of the guests on uh some of the in game podcasts uh was a turf. Oh, Oh, yes. Uh, for those who might not know, Turf is trans-exclusionary. Uh, radical feminist. Radical feminist. I forget what the R is all the time, but... Yeah. Uh, basically, someone who is a feminist but doesn't recognize uh, trans women. And is actively hostile towards them. Yeah, like uh, J.K. Rowling. Yeah. It's <laughs> one of them. Uh, but this one uh, featured a British journalist named Helen Lewis. Uh, which is, is a big thing in the UK's uh, transphobia especially yeah. for mm-hmm. Uh I did not know about this but they mentioned here or in another article I read that one of the reasons we don't really have that much here in the US is because uh, the women's suffrage movement happened like 50 some years earlier here than in the UK mm-hmm. so people got used to it a lot earlier uh, the idea of feminism being generally a pretty good thing. Yeah. Uh, even as much as transphobia is maybe not 100% there just yet, but the UK seems riddled with people in the media media that are transphobic and TERFs and mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. Uh, so yeah, they had two in-game podcasts that featured her. Mm-hmm. Uh Ubisoft said, uh, we were made aware of controversial remarks from a journalist whose voiceover performance appears in two in-game podcasts and in Watchdog's Legion. Mm-hmm. Neither Ubisoft nor the game reflect this journalist's viewpoints. And they went on to say the development team worked with an external producer to select a speaker for files for these podcasts, and we're not aware of the controversy at the time of booking or recording. Only mm-hmm. in game podcasters are following a pre-approved script,'re not speaking in their own name or with their own opinions. We understand this collaboration itself may be seen as offensive and we regret deeply regret any hurt this has caused in response to replacing these two podcast episodes in an upcoming update or we reinforce our background checks for partners in the future. Mm-hmm. Seems about as good as they can do if they're not going to do better uh, background checks at a time. Yeah. Because this is a fairly common thing amongst British media. Uh, yes. Yeah. So it's like, if you're going to bring in those sort of people into work on your game, you really have to dig deep mm-hmm. into that stuff. They kind of go into more of it here about what, uh, she is specifically known for. Um, but mm-hmm. yeah, not really going to read too much here, but yeah, it's, it's not great that she was in there at all, but mm-hmm. Oh, she likened turf to a racial slur, argued that it's used by some as a mask for a new wave of gamergate like misogyny towards women.
2: Yeah, Which, see, no. that's the other thing mm-hmm. I can't stand about turfs is the victim mentality.
0: Yeah, yeah. The stop calling me by accurate terms because that is uh, misogynistic against women mm-hmm. like me that hates other women. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that's not great. Mm. And coincidentally, she did not immediately reply to a request for comments for this article. So,
1: Mm -hmm. you know,
0: she's not willing to talk about it. But hey, uh, good on Ubisoft to fix this issue. Mm -hmm. Uh, Hopefully they do better in the future. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, that's kind of the last thing here for this week.
2: Yeah, um, really, Ubisoft right now, they're kind of... Kind of in a DefCon One situation right now. Um, they're kind of trying to dot their key, you know, dot their eyes and cross their t's. Because after all the stuff about the, the the toxic work environment that had been allowed to fester in, in that company for so many decades, uh, they're kind of starting to realize that they need to start taking this shit seriously.
0: Yeah, and be more. Reactive ahead of putting out anything they're doing versus letting it come out and finding out, oh, there's a shitty thing in our game. Mm -hmm. There's a shitty thing in uh, our studio. Mm -hmm. We got to take care of this. Yeah. You know, better to do your your research ahead of time before you hire somebody than find out, Mm -hmm. you know, afterwards, oh, we completely whiffed this whole thing. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's kind of right. what you got to do as a studio. You got people and your legal department and all that that is supposed to be doing all this for you.
2: Mm-hmm. It's
0: half of their job is Yes, to keep you out of legal issues.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And then the other half is getting you out of them once you've stepped into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's kind of the, the slate of news for this week. Uh, by this time, we'll see you guys next time. Uh, we will have new consoles to talk about.
2: Oh
0: yeah, yeah. I mean, shiny uh, shiny new boxes. Whether or not we, yeah,
2: whether or not we will actually have one in ourselves, well, that's another story. But we will be talking about them.
0: Yeah, I will have a PS Five. Danrod will have a PS Five as well. Mm -hmm. Maybe an Xbox if you can get one. Perhaps, probably. If I do get one, it's not going to be until
2: Christmas. So,
0: yeah. You're sending in links to people saying, Buy this now. Mm-hmm. If not, you fucked mm-hmm. up. Yep. Uh but yeah, that is uh we'll have next gen stuff to talk about next week and mm-hmm. uh that'll be exciting. Hopefully we got should some good news and good stuff to talk about. We should have a good lengthy segment talking about the controller and the mm-hmm. dashboard and games and all that kind of stuff, so mm-hmm. Thank you to Dan Ribbon Brandon uh, for joining me. We'll be back next week and have a good one.